podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the uh, FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. And it's another Victory Monday, Lewis. Three in a row. Oh, oh, what do you say? What's going on in Dolphin Land? Three wins in a row. We're a streaky team. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, one win, seven losses. Three wins, yeah, and uh, we're on our way to Carolina. Uh, or no, we're on our way back home. Yeah, back to home play to Carolina. Play Carolina. Uh-huh. Right. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, happy Monday. Uh, we got a victory yesterday. Um, you know, we uh, we played well at times. We played um, average at times, but um, in the end, we were able to pull out the victory. We was, beat the stinking Jets. We beat the stink, stinking Jets. You know. Mike, I don't get the same satisfaction that I once did out of beating this team, you know, for obvious reasons, you know. I mean, they're they're uh, they're piss poor, you know. I, I used to love when when we were both competitive and of and, course. We, and we beat them. Um, you know, where we're at now, you know, as as you know, as the team, you know, as the season unfolds and where they're at as the season unfolds, and you look at what they've done week in and week out of late. You know, you can't really get the same satisfaction from it. You know, I, Lou, I, you and I sat in the Orange Bowl for the championship game, and that was probably the highlight of the, that rivalry. Um, I would say so. Yeah, both teams absolutely because you have both teams playing to go to the Super Bowl, and that was and what a physical game it was. I mean, fourteen yeah. seven, the final score. I mean, it's fourteen nothing. 14 nothing. Yeah, I don't know why I always give them a uh, touchdown there. And that we had a defensive score in that game, mind you. It was yes. just incredible. Yes, um, Dewey. But, uh, but yeah, no, the, that, I think that, that that era was, to me, the highlight of the rivalry. You know, we played them three times that year, and, you know, they were talking trash. And after the game, they were ripping Shula for not tarping the field, you know. It would, it was just in in that time. I would say the same thing for the Patriots, you know, uh, with the snow plow and all that other nonsense. You know that that era really was the highlight, I think, of the division rivalries. And then the Bills, maybe a little bit later, but uh, you know, it, it's fallen off. And I think free agency has something to do with that. Guys think nothing of playing for the rival, you know. Uh, you know, if they, if they do uh, get waived or, or whatever. So, you know, it's not the same. Back then, you know, the players stayed with their teams, and I think it got a little more intense. I mean, you talk to uh, some of the older players, and they, they hated them. They hated the Jets, or they hated the Patriots, or, you know, now it's not quite the same. No. Everybody's friendly. You know, they, they pray together after They're swapping the jerseys. <laughs> swapping jerseys. You know, they, you know there, there's... It isn't the same. It's it's a different game. Um, 
you know, but the teams have to be competitive, both of them at the yep. same time. And yep. it's it's been a real difficult thing because we have not been overly competitive. So it's very difficult to get up for games against Buffalo or the Jets or the Patriots. I mean, the Patriots, you know, you get up for all of these teams, but not not to the point to where you're like, you know what, we're, we're going to fight this team for the division. You know, and we want to get back to that point to where, you know, we're competing, we're fighting to win the division, to get into the playoffs. And it's been a long time coming for us as Dolphin fans. And, you know, hopefully we get there at some point because, um, you know, we only have so much time on this earth, Mike, and 20 years is a nice chunk of it. So let's, (laughs) let's, 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 you know, let's figure out a way to make Dolphin fans happy. I mean, it kills me when these younger fans, you know, complain, you know. Um, I get it to an extent because, you know, my son, you know, since he's been following the Dolphins, I think he's seen them in the playoffs once, you know. So, whereas we watched them year in and year out. So, we were fortunate in that aspect, but it kind of spoiled us to the degree where. Well, we expected to be in the playoffs before the season started. I mean, that's just the way it was. It's the way it was. You knew we were going to be there. We just didn't know how far we were going to go in the playoffs. We we didn't always get there, but you know, we expected to be there. And then, you know, those were reasonable expectations for those teams. Yeah. Uh, You know, they, they had a quarterback, whether you're talking greasy or, or Marino later. Right. And, uh, you know, they were competitive. They they had the uh, no-name defense. They had the killer bees after that, you know. So that era was really, you know, the the um, crown of this franchise. And they need to get back to that. They need to build a defense that they can sustain. And it looks like they're trying to do that. And uh, they need an offense that can move the ball when they need to. And, and, you know, right now we're struggling there with, you know, with the offensive line. But, uh you know, yesterday we were playing a bad football team, and uh, we did enough to beat them. And uh, Tua was very conservative for the most part. And uh, at the end of the day, we had more points than they did. Tua conservative, Mike? I, that's a shocker to me. It's a big shock to me hearing that. Uh, but- I know you're amazed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's interesting because – you know, you look at his numbers for the game, and um, he completed, uh, what was it, 27 of 33? I mean, he only threw six incompletions, but, um, you know, his completion per yard was what yesterday, Mike? I mean, I heard the number. I don't remember exactly what it was. Um, his average Well, his average depth of target was five and a half yards. That, that's just crazy. I mean, that's basically dinks and dunks. They're long handoffs. <laughs> right. I mean, and the, I'm sure the, his average per completion was, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, it's skewed because of the long pass to Hollins. But I think if you eliminate that, it's probably under 10 yards of completion as well. Right. You, you forget about the attempt. I think you figured it out to eight yards or something like that. Eight yards. Yeah. Something like that. So, you know, when you look at Tua yesterday and, you know, you, you factor in, the worst defense in the NFL, you got to take, you got to take it with a grain of salt. I mean, he played well at times and then other times, you know, he made some mistakes and, you know, the Jets bailed us out over and over again on penalties and, you know, um, offsides, 
um, roughing the passer. Well, there was a third and six late in the game. Right. And uh, a penalty gave us the first down. Right. And you know, then- so we, we, we could have lost that game you know, pretty simply, but uh, we didn't. And uh, that's the way it goes, you know. But uh, they're going to have to be a little more aggressive on offense. I mean, I think you, me, and everybody else probably believes that. Because you're you're not gonna beat the better teams, you know, throwing five and a half yards downfield every play. You're just not. No, I mean this is this is a bad defense. It was a week where they should have really opened it up, and it was funny because the announcer, as you're listening to him, must have said it at least a half a dozen times in the first half. You know, they've they've got to open this up. They've got to open this up, and. Um, you know, the the question becomes, you know, what's the issue? And I think there's a few answers to the, you know, that question. I think the offensive line at times is an issue. I think Tua at times is an issue. I think he tends to check down. There was a couple plays, Mike, where he doesn't like to step up in the pocket often and he's backpedaling and then he's throwing off his back foot and he almost threw an interception on that play. Um, he threw an interception on it on, I believe our second possession may have been our third when he tried to go down the field a little bit. And I think after that, you know, other than that throw and, you know, the throw to Hollins down the sideline, which was a blown coverage was his only pass really down the field, the rest of the game after he threw the interception. So, you know, I think it's a combination of things. I, I don't know. I mean, when you're, we don't know what plays are being called. We don't know what routes are being run. We don't know what routes are being called, right? So it's very difficult for us, me and you, or any fan, to sit there and blame the offensive coordinator because we don't know what plays are being called. Um, You know, they could have deep routes being called and the offensive line breaks down, or Tua just doesn't like what he's seeing and he tends to check down a lot more than he probably should. He's got a challenge. He's got to trust in the receivers at times. So I think it's a combination of things, Mike. And I think that, um, not that I'm a fan of the offensive coordinators because I'm not by no means, but I think that it's a combination of things. I mean, there's no way in hell, Mike. I mean, and, and you can give me your opinion on this. There is no way in hell that any offensive coordinator in the NFL going against the New York Jets, especially on this given week, are calling for five-yard routes, and that's what we're going to do the whole day. I just, I have a really hard time accepting that as, you know, putting blame on them. I think it has a lot to do with the other two factors. What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I do think the coordinators are conservative by nature. Um, but I don't think that they're not giving him any opportunities to throw the ball downfield, as you, as you saw during the interception, right? Um, and then later, the you know the pass to Hollins. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, obviously the option is there at times. Um, now whether he's taking advantage of all the times it's there, you know, we can only guess. Uh, but uh, it's tough. Like I said, you know, it's going to be tough to beat the better teams if you're not more aggressive because they're going to sit on that stuff and uh, you're going to get players hurt and you're going to, you know, just not move the football as well as you could otherwise. Exactly. I mean, you look at Buffalo, you know, and, and what they do to us when they play us. I mean, 
everybody's in the box and that's the extent of it. And they're throwing blitzes at them and they're, you know, they're just covering everything short and they tend to shut us down. And, you know, when we went up to Buffalo a few weeks ago, I mean, that's exactly what the problem was. I mean, the defense held their own. And as you mentioned just now, Mike, when you play the better teams, you know, the teams that have, you know, an adequate, adequate defense, you're going to struggle if you continue to do what you're, what you're doing. And, um, you know, it's a frustration because, you know, you can't, like on the opening drives, Mike, when they're scripted and two is just looking at his first read and he's throwing to that first read, you know, they went right up the field yep. in, in that possession. I mean, he had yeah, Gusecki. And, they, and they've done that routinely. Yes, they have. I mean, he had Gusecki in the flat um, on that, you know, that was 26-yard completion on that first drive. That was the big play. You know, Gaskin had a run for four, 14 yards on that first drive. So, you know, th- they did some good things on that opening drive, and it seemed like it was just a scripted drive. They went up the field, and they got into the end zone. But thereafter, that's it. That's where it begins in the first half, and that's where it ends. I mean, we had a little bit of a drive right before the half and we missed a I believe we missed a field goal um at the end of the half but we were on a short field there so you know when when you look when you look at our our team as a whole and you see the struggles um you know there's a lot of reasons for it but you know Tua tends to lock in you know he gets in a habit of locking in on that first receiver and whether the guy's covered or not he's throwing it there um, I watched him do it a lot yesterday and, you know, he's got to get out of that. You know, at this point, you know, in the NFL teams, teams know what you're doing. And I will, say, well, I will say, I saw him read through his progressions a couple of times yesterday yes. to where it was visibly noticeable. Later in the game, the yes. touchdown pass to Gaskin seemed like yes. he, he did that. Exactly. But um, in between, Mike, the first and the fourth quarter, uh-huh. there, there was a lot of this, the, the things that I'm talking about. Yep. And that's where I'm going with this is that, you know, don't wait until you're in a, you're in a, you know, you're in a tight game to start doing these type of things. I mean, you know, it always seems like the fourth quarter, you know, somebody lights a fire under his ass and he starts doing things he should be doing in the middle of the football games, right? I mean, you know, it's it, it's a constant issue with the team. You know, we start off strong, and then we go into the tank for a while, and then the fourth quarter we tend to wake up. So I can know. guarantee you, Lewis, there's people listening to this that are thinking to themselves, he only had six incompletions all game, and they're sitting here, they're sitting here ripping him. Right, and we're not really ripping him. I mean, what I'm saying is, is that you know, he has some faults, and when you're completing passes of eight, you know, you're averaging eight yards of completion, and that's with a 65-yard touchdown pass, um, you know, me and you could probably get the ball and throw the ball to a guy six yards off the line of scrimmage. It's not, it, you know, you're not challenging, and you're not making big, big plays. Now, they did have some big plays yesterday, but they should have. I mean, you're playing the worst defense in the NFL. And right. I mean, you know, you, you should have those type of numbers, the type of numbers he had. They should have even been better, to be honest with you. But I thought he played a pretty solid game yesterday overall. But when you watch him with the naked eye and you watch him quarterback a football game, you're still seeing a lot of the same bad habits that he does, throwing off the back foot at times, 
when he's pressured, not stepping up as much as he should, or throwing the ball away. He took a big sack that that really almost cost us the game late, you know, or at least it was going to give the Jets an opportunity to get the ball back down by a touchdown when we were in field goal range. He's got to understand the situation. At times he doesn't, and, you know, you need progression out of him. And um, as we play, listen, Carolina next week is going to be a good test yep. because they have a very solid defense. They're not a bad defensive football unit by no means. So he's going to have a test, and what you need to see is you need to see consistency. You need to see improvement week in or week out, or, you know, he, he, you know, at some point, Mike, you just have to say he is what he is. Completing 26 of 31 passes or 32 passes was, was a great accomplishment. There's no doubt about it. But there's, you know, there's some uh, negatives to you know, what took place inside of those 26 completions. That doesn't tell you the whole story. So you know, he did some things. He won us a football game. But you know, let's build on what he's, you know, he's doing. You know, he's got to build on what he's doing in order for me to feel comfortable with, you know, with him going forward. And I'm sure you feel the same way, you know? Um, well, look, you know, I, I'm used to seeing a quarterback that, you know, is, is Marino-esque, okay? And that's, that's what I am used to. Uh, now I have to change my expectations because that's not who Tua is. And uh, it's tough to do that. You know, it's it's very tough to do that because he plays a completely different game. You know, it's like death by a hundred cuts instead of uh, one. <laughs> if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. No. Absolutely. You know, it's 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 dink dunk dink dunk dink dunk dink dunk, and um, you know, he's going to have to have some players around him, Mike, in order for the Dolphins yep. to be successful. It's as simple as that. Yep, you need guys that can, you know, catch these five-yard passes and, and make somebody miss and take it to the house. And that's why they drafted Waddle. I mean, they're just not using him that way. Right. Uh, you know, uh, but, you know, uh, that's why they did it. And obviously, you know, Wilson and then Hollins and, you know, they've got some people that can do it, but they, they've got to throw the ball a little further downfield than what they have been. I mean, they're really babying him and uh, the offense and we'll see i mean maybe as the season progresses and he gets more comfortable uh they'll start doing that i mean he does look more comfortable than than he did you know closing out last year yes Uh, so you've seen that improvement which is a good thing because you know he he really looked out of place at times last year and and this year he hasn't i mean he hasn't always played well but he hasn't looked out of place he has it hasn't looked too big for him so, you know, that's good to see because that tells you he can be a starter in this league. Now the question is, how good of a starter can he be? Right, exactly. And, and you know, he's got to answer that. Time will tell. Yep. I mean, listen, we're, we're, we've got six games left in this year, in this season, Mike. I mean, it's, you know, we, we've got six more games to evaluate him. Um, you know, the, the um, organization has six more games to evaluate him. and. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be an interesting decision. I mean, I'd love to sit here at the end of this season and say, you know what, you know, he's made enough of an improvement in a lot of different ways because, Mike, he's always going to be limited. I don't think you're going to see a guy that takes off and runs the football like we watched Herbert do last night and, and, and do the type of things Josh Allen and these guys do. So he's limited. You know, he, his arm strength is limited. 
um, where he's got to get better is reading defenses and, and just, you know, um, controlling and understanding what's in front of him. You know, if there's blitzes coming at him, if there's 10 guys in the box, then understand that, you know, you're, you're going to have an opportunity man to man, you know, with guys on the out, those type of things. He's got to improve over these last six games and in, in, in a lot of areas for me to feel comfortable going forward with him. But he has gotten better. There's no question about it, as you mentioned, from you last know, year. Lewis has some quarterbacks that sit in the pocket and they get blitzed and they say, thank you. Yeah, exactly. Right. And there's other quarterbacks that get sacked. Yep. You know, and that's not to say you, you never sack a good quarterback because that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying on average, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, there are some quarterbacks that defenses don't want to blitz because they're really good at beating it. Mm-hmm. And that's where Tua needs to get to. Um, he needs to recognize quicker, and uh, he needs to understand where his hots are. And, uh, you know, I, I think the offense itself needs to be better. You know, we, we need somebody to come in here and really <laughs> install an offense that is going to accentuate his talents right well mike i think they're playing to his talents right now i mean they just don't have i think he's i think i don't know i mean i don't know um i know we have waddle you know i know he's a game breaker right that's why they drafted him and and they have not put him in position to be that um and i would say the same thing with wilson you know I don't think they're taking advantage of his talents. You know, we saw a little bit last week, you know, when when they were getting him the ball in space. But uh, it's not something they do on a routine basis. And then, you know, we've talked, uh, you know, when we get down by the goal line, why are they not using the tight ends like they did last year? They were very successful with that, and they've gotten away from it. So, you know, i got a lot of questions, uh, you know, in the way that this offense is structured. To me... You know, the personnel has got to be upgraded at so many positions on the offensive side. Um, you know, that that's a starting point. The coordinators, obviously, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't like them at all. I mean, at all, in the least. Um, you know, as you just mentioned, the tight ends were such a big part of our offense in the red zone last year to where, you know, all three guys had a decent amount of touchdown catches. And this year, it's like non-existent. I mean, there's like, I think they have two. I think Kaseki only has one touchdown all year. Yeah, we're doing things that are more difficult. You know what I mean? We're making things harder on ourselves. We understand you can't run the football, so throw a jumbo package in and throw out of that formation. I mean, you got three tight ends that are capable of catching balls they do it up and down the field, and in the red zone, they get away from it. It makes no – there's no logic involved in what they do. They're, they're enamored with this uh, wildcat down by the goal line, and yes, Waddle did get in, and that was great, but all the other runs were not overly successful in that formation. Um, you know, it is – listen, it is what it is. I mean, I understand they're trying to get creative because they don't feel we can just move people with our offensive right, line exactly. down by the goal line. But, um, you know, they're to blame for that. I mean, they they put this team together, and, um, you know, they they understood that we were going to have shortcomings, and they didn't address, you know, the running back position or the line, you know, the offensive line situation as much as they really should have. And hopefully they, they understand that there's, you know, there's importance in that. 
going in the next year because they've neglected it, Mike. You know, they've they've drafted guys, but um, they've also passed on a lot of guys and a lot of opportunities. And and that's why this team is at four and seven right now. Our shortcomings are, are very simple to to address and look at. And, you know, Tua, you know, I don't want to um, think that, that we're picking on him and that he's the reason we're at this point because he's not. You know, it, it, it's a lot of organizational decisions around the drafting of Tua that have created these problems because they haven't surrounded him with the type of personnel that needs to be in around him for him to be the, as, as successful as some of these other quarterbacks in the league. Because he's not a guy that's going to be able to carry you. I mean, that's obvious, right. you know. Um, right. He's just not going to be that guy. He's going to have to be a, a, you know, a quarterback that manages and supplements the game. You know, um, you well, know. Go ahead, Mike. How did you view uh, Drew Brees? This Thanksgiving, be thankful for family, food, and free bets. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner in the NFL has a turkey day no-brainer you can't miss. New customers can bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the Thanksgiving NFL action. Make your first deposit and you can play free for millions with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contests. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, bet just $1 in any Thanksgiving NFL game, and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code TPPN this Thanksgiving at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner in the NFL. You must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I view Drew Brees as just, you know, a machine. I mean, understanding what was in front of him, understanding the, where the ball had to go on every given play, and he, you know, he was impossible to defend um, in his in his prime because, you know, no matter what you threw at him, a small guy, you knew he wasn't going to run. You know, you knew he was just going to be right back there in the pocket. He was never a big scrambler or anything, and he was very successful in the fact that he was just able to understand defenses and put the ball. He challenged guys over and over again down the field. He, yeah, he dinked and dunked, but he also threw the ball down the field. I mean, I remember a game specifically against us, Mike, where we had them down by 21 points at halftime, and he brought them back. Do you remember yep. that game? Yep. Um, and he was, he was incredible in that game. The second half, it, we just couldn't stop him. And that's when we had Jason Taylor, and we had a really good defense, and we just couldn't do anything to stop him. Now... You know, as I watch him and as I watch Tua, can Tua get to that level? That I don't know because I don't see the same, um, you know, recognition of what defenses are doing. You know, I think Breeze was much farther along at this point, you know, and not well, to say that was Tua was. Because he was, he was let go by San Diego, right? Yeah. I mean, but it, that was more so to injury, Mike, I thought. You know, when I watched him play, I didn't think that, I mean, he was in a similar situation early on 
from what I remember, because you right. know I'm not a San Diego fan, right? To where there wasn't a ton of talent around him, but watching him with the naked eye and seeing what he was capable—I mean, you saw the ability there. Whereas, like you know, the Dolphins wanted to sign him. Okay, now if the doll, if Tua was to get hurt and and he was available out there, Mike. I don't know how many teams would be, you know, jumping onto his bandwagon to bring him in at this point. I think it's a whole different situation than what you saw with Tua. I mean, than what you saw with Breeze when he was finally available. And that was coming off of a a major injury on top of that. So, you know, it is what it it, is. To me, it's a similar situation. Um, You know, they're similar quarterbacks. Well, yes, in that aspect, yes. Yeah, so, you know, yeah, you have to see what two is going to be. He needs time to cook. You know, the meal isn't ready yet. Uh, but, uh, you know, you better be throwing the right ingredients in there or it's never going to taste good. Right. I mean, it's it's that simple. I mean, they, they attempted to do some things this year with, you know, with the addition of Waddle. And they felt the, you know, with the addition of uh, the guy I'm not going to mention on the outside that uh, hasn't played and still hasn't played. Um, so, you know, they, they attempted to get guys. You know, they drafted Hunter Long, you know, another tight end that they felt was going to be a playmaker in this offense. And, um, you know, those th- th- you know the offensive line drafts have failed us as well up to this point. The free agent signings have somewhat failed us. Um, you know, so... You know, it's a combination of things, but, you know, me, you know, I'm looking strictly, Mike, at at Tua and what his deficiencies are and what he has to improve at in order for him to be successful in the NFL. That's all I'm basing this on. You know, I understand all the other issues involved, but, you know, when when I'm evaluating him, I'm evaluating him strictly on what what he's doing. You know, when he has you know, opportunities and, and what I'm seeing him doing right, you know, right off, right from the beginning of a play. And, um, that he has to improve in those, in those ways. And hopefully over these next six games, we see even more improvement and, um, you know, at least we can feel comfortable going in the next season. Let's talk about the defense. Yep. What about it? Drop off this week, Lou. Uh, yeah. Compared to last week. Compared to last week. Yeah, I mean, you know, Jones got burnt on a long touchdown. Um, Flacco, guy who's bounced around on a couple of teams this year, the Jets just picked him up a few weeks ago, went out there, and I thought he played a very solid game, and I was concerned about he that. He did. Um, you know, when, 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 I, when I heard that Flacco was going to be starting, I was like, yeah, you never want a veteran guy coming in. And he did a very, very good job. I mean, 200, almost 300 yards passing, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, you know, he did a decent job. You know, the Jets moved the football on us. Um, you know, they had 380 total yards of offense. So, yeah, it was a drop-off, Mike. Um, you know, they were able to hang in the game. I mean, to his interception, you know, gave them an opportunity early on to get right back in. And the, and they took advantage of it. And at the half, it was 7-7. And, um, you know, the defense as a whole, Mike, I mean, listen. You well, know, you're, I, okay. you're okay with 7-7 seven, seven at the half, right? I'm okay with 7-7 seven, seven at the half. Um, you know, I felt that the Jets shot themselves in the foot quite often in the game. Uh, they had opportunities. Yeah, we, we know all about that. Yeah, we know all about it is right. Um, 
But, you know, Elijah Moore, you know, lit us up. You know, he had 141 yards receiving. I mean, it wasn't yeah. only a 60-yard Xavier, catch. Xavier Howard was singing his praises. Yeah, he's a, listen, he, he's a really, really good receiver. And the running back, Carter, is a nice running back as well. I mean, yep. they've got some pieces there. You know, they've, they've, got, uh, they've got to get their young quarterback going, so on and so forth. But the bottom line is, is that, you know, I felt, Mike, you know, when we did the preview show that the Jets were going to be able to move the football a little bit. And, um, you know, the times that we were extremely aggressive on him, Mike, he, I think he burnt us one time. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I think that, you know, that they shut him down. Um, where we had problems with him is when he had time in the pocket. And, um, you know, there were times where I don't think we blitzed him. And he was able to do exactly what I felt he was going to be able to do. He, you know, he was able to complete passes down the field, move the chains, and keep the Jets in the football game. Well, Byron Jones had the ball thrown his way nine times, and six were completed. Mm-hmm. So yep. he didn't have a particularly good game. Um, no, yesterday. No. Uh, more, I think, caught quite a few passes on him. He caught a few on uh, X Man as well. Yeah. And Crowder had a solid game as well. He had six receptions. I mean, their two starting receivers had 14 receptions between them. And, um, you know, they, you know, Moore had a great average per catch. And, you know, Crowder, uh, not nearly as much. You know, it was a little bit under 10 yards of reception, but he had a couple of really short ones, including, I think, a one yard touchdown reception. So, you know, it, it, they had solid football games. Corey Davis, you know, had three catches for 35 yards. Yep. Bowden had one for 20, the tight end. I mean, he spread the ball around, and that's what a veteran quarterback does, and he did it well yesterday, and he gave us some trouble. Um, you know, so, you know, the defense did have some some decent uh, guys, come, you know, they, they some decent um, performances. Um, Siler did well yesterday. On the inside, um, Phillips did not grade out well, Mike. Um, you know, what was his grade in the 30s? I mean. Yeah, his overall grade was 31-1. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, you know, 11 games into the season, you know, you want to see, you want to see something, right? He did have a sack yesterday. Um, he did get to the quarterback. I think it was, may have been our only sack of the day. I'm trying to remember if we had another one over the course yeah, of the hit day. Both his pass rush and his coverage grades were just over 60. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jones had a sack, I, I remember, on a blitz. Yeah, where, where Phillips early. got hurt was against the run. Mm-hmm. What, what was, his pass, what was that, his pass rush grading? Uh, 63-2. And against the run? he was His run defense was 27.6. Oh, my God. Wow. His tackling was 28.3. Ah, those are, those are rock, rock bottom. Yeah. Uh, number one pick, you know, you don't expect that out of him, right? I mean, what did we do? Draft a one-dimensional guy that in that one dimension is not really getting the job done. He doesn't have a ton of sacks. It's not like, you know, he's just a complete, you know, a straight pass rusher and he's getting to the quarterback every game. So, well, they, um, they use him in coverage. They use him, you know, uh, to rush the passer. And, uh, you know, he's, he's got a few sacks, right? But he's not uh, he, he's not dominating anybody. Let's put it that way. Yep. 
I mean, um, Mike, listen, the, these last six games, uh, you know, you look at the schedule, you know, you got the Jets on there. You got the, um, you know, you've got the, uh, who is it, the Panthers Giants. next week. Yep. Giants are on there. Who else is on the schedule the rest of the way, Mike? Patriots. Patriots, one more time. That's at home. You know, I mean, you got games that the Titans, the Titans who lost yesterday yep. to the Texans, which was a absolute shocker. But you know, the thing is this: is that you know th- these last six games are really going to go a long way in, in what we have to do going forward. I mean, some of these guys just really have to step up and show us that, you know, that they belong as starters on this field, you know, on this team going forward. It's just that simple. I mean, you can't, you know, you can't go in the next year with a ton of question marks. Some of these question marks have to be answered before the end of this year. Um, you know, it, 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 Flores is, you know, he, he's a guy that, you know, I, I thought that, you know, yesterday it was, I mean, what do you think of the performance overall by the team, Mike? I'd probably give it a C. Yeah. I mean, against the competition and the, the way they – I mean, yeah, okay, let's just compare them to Buffalo the week before and what Buffalo did to this same football team. I mean, yeah, you know, we're it's – Buffalo. No, I understand that, but it wasn't – you know, it, they were competitive yesterday against us. And, um, you know, we, we've got a lot of shortcomings is what I'm getting at. And, you know, some of those shortcomings have got to be answered over these last six games. We play New Orleans. Oh, we're a young team, and guys have to grow up. Yeah, right? I mean, well. Jalen Phillips has to grow up. Raekwon Davis has to, has to grow up. You right. know what I mean? Yep. Uh, Van Ginkle has to grow up. These are all young guys, and, and, you know, they need to get experience, and they need to get better. Yeah, the you know, Mike, the NFL is is here here today, gone tomorrow. These guys, you know, three years into their NFL careers, which is Van Ginkle, this is his third season. I mean, you know, he's done after next year. So, you know, they've got to get it together prior to them all leaving. You know, it's that you don't want them getting getting solid in year four and and then that's it. I mean, you look around the NFL. And there's guys stepping right in all over the place and just, you know, giving you positive results. And that's what we need from a lot of these young guys, you know. Of course, but there are guys like Wilkins who take a little longer to develop, you know. Yeah, well, Wilkins, you know, Wilkins, you know, has started since day one and he hasn't been absolutely horrible. I mean, I, you know, I think that he's been adequate and he's improved quite a bit this year. Um, But, you know, you have to see a semblance of of improvement over the course of a season. When you're 11 games in, um, you can't be grading out at, you know, at, at, at 30s, you know, 11 games into the season, especially against the competition that you're facing. You know, at some point, you've got to go out and you've got to start beating the guy that's in front of you or the team that's in front of you. And, um, you know, that, that's why our record is where it is, Mike, and that's why you had a tight game yesterday for all these reasons. Um, and uh, as I said, you know, uh, on a positive note, you got six games and you've got, uh, you know, things that have to be answered over these next six weeks. I mean, you know, we've got, we've got question marks. And um, the competition I like, 
you know, I like the games. I like Carolina, right? That's going to be that's going to be a nice challenge. The Giants are going to be a nice challenge because they're they're playing much better football. Yep. You know, then we play the Jets again. Um, you know, let's skip past that one. You play the Saints. The Saints are a very solid football team. Um, Tennessee is, you know, the very solid football team. They're hit and miss. That's going to be a fun game going against Tannehill with our defense. Let's see how, you know, I'm, I'm looking very forward <laughs> to see how our defense, you know, goes up against him and what we decide to do with blitzes and whatnot. And then we play New England at home to end the season. So there's some really nice challenges in front of us. And it's going to go a long way in, in Flores's, you know, future and, and the team as a whole's future. So Tua, you know, Phillips, all of these guys, you know, they've, they've got to step up. They've got to start making plays. All right. That about covers it, right? I think so. You know, with all that being said, Mike, you know, it was a victory. Is there anybody else that, you know, that, that stood out yesterday in regard to, well, you on, know, on you defense, were, Eric Rowe played really well. Um, right. He graded out well. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm saying, you know, watching the game, you know, I, I understand the grade aspect of it, but, you know, I'm talking more so, you know, in regard to watching the game and saying, you know what, this guy really, really had a, a solid, solid football game watching the game. Well, in fairness, I, I thought Tua had a solid football game. That was yes. my that was my impression coming away from the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, would I like some things to be different? Sure, but I'm not taking that away from him. He he had a solid game. Right. Uh, Mac Collins continues to make big plays. Yes, that was a big big play in the game. I mean, the game was tight at that point. Yeah. It was. I think it was tied when yeah. he caught that pass. You know, Tua did a great job of stepping up, and whoa. Lo and behold, you know, there it is. You know, you got a guy wide open down the sideline. I think teams sit on us short, and I think that there's a lot of opportunities as long as you create on your own, which he did. He did that a couple of times. You know, the uh, the other touchdown pass. um, You know, Mike, both of his touchdown passes were were really good plays on his part. He stepped up, you know, he he threw the ball down the field, recognized the guy wide open, and um, made the play. And then the other touchdown, the Gaskin, you know, he, he stood in the pocket that extra second. And, Mike, sometimes that's all it takes is, yep. hey, don't get the happy feet. Don't start backpedaling. St- stay in the pocket. Let the play develop. And that's exactly what happened. And he hit Gaskin, you know, coming across, and he got in the end zone. So both touchdown passes were both really good plays on his part. Mm-hmm. You know, Gaskin, you know, getting back to him, I thought he had a solid game as well. He did. You know, he uh, caught some passes. You know, he caught the touchdown pass, and, you know, he ran the ball pretty well. You know, that's about what you're going to get out of Gaskins is what you got yesterday. Right. And, and I thought he, he did a solid job. Uh, Waddle, you know, is consistent. You know, he does his job week in and week out. He catches 65 well, I, yards. I would have also mentioned Waddle. I think he's doing a fine job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I'd like to see a little more explosiveness from him, but that's just not necessarily his fault. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to get him in space, and I don't think they're doing that. They're using him like they would use Jarvis Landry. Yep. We're a broken record, Mike, week yep. in and week out. You you say that, and I turn around and tell you eight catches for 65 yards. Yep. You, everybody out there, do the math. That's eight yards a reception, basically. Yep. I mean, you know, that's not – that's 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 – it's not good. 
Period. Get the ball down the field at a frigging guy. For the love of God, every week we talk about this. We do, but regardless, he's doing what they ask of him, and he's doing it well. Yeah. Um, not too many others that jumped out at me. Uh, you know, uh, Christian Wilkins is pretty steady. Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing that really jumped out at me. You know, the, the skill players, I think, played well. Tua played well. Uh, we scored enough to win, and that's that's what I care about. You know, how about the play by Laird, Mike, on that third down where yeah. he made where he just made a nice move and picked up the first down when he was short of it. Yeah, you remember that play yes, early in the game? It may yes, have been on the very first drive of the game. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I mean, just was go it, ahead. Was it then? Or was it later? I thought it was a little later. Maybe it I'm may wrong. have been. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I I don't know. I was dealing with a, somewhat of a hangover yesterday, so. <laughs> uh, my memory's not as not as good as it normally is over the course of a game, but I, I do remember him making a really nice effort and and picking up a first down when he was actually caught the ball short of the first down, and, and it, I believe it was a third down play, and he picked up the first down. Really, really nice play. Um, you know, and Duke Johnson uh, was involved a little bit yesterday. A little bit. Um, you know, the, he was a UM guy, and um, wow, I liked I liked him being out there. Four catches, I mean, four rushes for 18 yards, so he averaged over four yards a carry. Right. Um, what was interesting is is that Ahmed was inactive yesterday. Yeah. Um, you know that 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 was surprising to me because they kept Laird and Duke Johnson both on the roster over him, so. Uh, maybe he's falling out of favor going forward. So I think it was more Duke Johnson has more experience. I just think they're more comfortable with him. <laughs> I guess, Mike. But you know, seriously, at, at three and seven coming into the game, I mean, you know, what what's more important? I mean, d- getting a guy that's been around in the league for eight years and getting him out there, or evaluating your young players. I mean, I think that's what it's all about right now. And um, you know, to me, it was just surprising, and that's why I said it was surprising because <laughs> you kind of want to see what you have in him. I mean, you know what Duke Johnson is at this point. You know, it's not like you know you're bringing him in and he's going to be your starting running back next next year. <laughs> but then again, who knows? Well, with, neither one of them the, are going to be the starting running backs next right. year. Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, you know, so I don't know. I mean, you know, to me, it was just a little bit surprising. But they do that stuff, you know. Yeah, week in and week out. We look at the the inactives and we're like... Yeah, I mean, look, Flores has his thing about matchups, trying to match people up on, you know, whatever he sees, you know, on the other team. And that's the way he does things. And Mm -hmm. that's fine. You know, as long as you win, that's fine. Yep. So keep winning and it'll all be fine. Yep. You got it. Lewis. See you Wednesday, Mike. It was fun, right? Speak to you Wednesday. It was fun. We won... You know, Tua, like I said, you know, the couple touchdowns, that was nice to see. And, you know, let's hope that, uh, you know, I'm not a big Cam Newton fan. I hope we knock the living daylights out of his <laughs> ass next Sunday. Honestly, I don't want to see none of that Superman bullshit. You know, him you know, pulling his make-believe cape off, all that horse shit. I hope they knock him on his ass all day long. So um, we'll be back on Wednesday, right? Yes, we will, Lewis. We'll come back Wednesday and uh, we'll preview the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Until then, everybody, thanks for listening and fins up. All right, that's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is proud to be part of 
DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Pigskin Podcast Network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right. Until next time, be well and take care. Sports Social Podcast Network.